Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Erica and Mary Page. Every month, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes and characters and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we're discussing Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And now for the back cover summary. 20-year-old Violet Sorengel was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her tough-as-talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, Dragon Riders. But when you're smaller than everyone and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans. They incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond the cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Rider's Quadrant. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Basqueath War College has an agenda, because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. Warning, we will absolutely struggle with the names during this episode. We're doing our best, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Vibe check. I am so pumped to finally talk about this book with you. I have been waiting for months and months, and it's finally here. So did this live up to the hype? Did you have a book hangover like I did after finishing this? And are you wishing you could have a baby dragon of your own? Because I literally, like, in my mind, I'm like, if I look hard enough, maybe I'll find a dragon. (laughs) There's a part of my wishful brain that is like, it could happen. I love that. Uh, yeah. I'm still in a book hangover, and I read this, like, a month and a half ago, so there's that. I have DNF'd so many books after reading this, so also take that as you will. <laughs> and I would love to have a little Indarna and a grumpy old Terran. Like, what a dream team. Little dragons. So cute. I am not a dragon lady at all, but... I loved this book, so. I'm a dragon girl like some people are horse girls. (laughs) (laughs) That's really true. It is true. Once again, I'm surprised by how much I liked this. I am not a dragon girly, or am I? She just may be. And also, MP, I have not not finished books after this, but I was reading at such a fast clip before this book, I was, like, knocking them down. Mm -hmm. And I looked at how I've done the past month, and I'm like, I'm not finishing books. I've got so many books I'm just, like, in the middle of, Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. it's this one. Yeah. This is it. This is what did it. Thank you for getting to the bottom of that, because I shut this book, and I said I need to know what happens next. Listen, I read this in April, and I have yet... To finish a book outside of the podcast books that I really like. There are some that I finished and I was like, eh, hey, I don't, I just finished it because I started it. But 
then I started just DNFing them. And it's so sad how many books I have not finished this summer because of this book. It's wild. It has set expectations higher. It's ruined me. It really has. Okay, so let's start by discussing Basqueath, that is the college where most of this book is set. Basqueath is the college, by the way, in Navarre, which is the world that this is in. Um, And all people must attend at the age of 20, which, that sucks. Um, They either have to pick a specialty quadrant, such as healers, scribes, and riders. If they don't meet the requirements for those, they are conscripted into the military. I don't have a question for this or many other topics, but I wanted to discuss how we all felt about this school with particular attention towards the riders and how bonkers that death at any moment is normal there. How do we feel about this world's education system? (laughs) And bonus, which faction of uh, Basqueath, would you choose to join? So, first thought, this reminds me of that one movie. I'm gonna need you to be more specific. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Google music. Ah, yes, just for thinking. I will Google. <laughs> the thinking music. Okay. Reminds me of Kingsman because there's a lot of death. Yeah, it's a part of their learning. It's wild. Yeah, it, which I always thought was, yeah, not not great. So, Basquiat is a school where you either graduate or you die. So, that's a no from me. I mean, <laughs> can we even talk about conscription day? I'm sorry, what? Dude. Where barely anyone is able to get across, what is that thing called? The parapet. Par- parapet. Yeah, the parapet. Like, what the I don't even know what the distance is, but it's long, and they have to walk on this tiny little bridge where there's wind, and there's rain, and people falling all around you to their death, and you haven't even gotten, like, you haven't even started school yet. That's just day one. That's fucking wild to me. But when I read that, I was like, okay, this book is going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> yes. Give yeah. high stakes American Ninja Warrior. Yes! It was. <laughs> yes! Exactly. <laughs> Oh, but great. I think, yeah, it's like it's that's it's wild, it's terrifying. But mm-hmm. I have to admit that it definitely kept things entertaining because you never know when a death is going to come on. You right. know, you never know when someone's just going to drop dead. Who knows? Also, I would have wanted to be with the scribes. Probably, to be honest, seems the safest choice. Yeah, put me in that library. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, first things first, I would not make it as a writer. Let's just put that out there. Um, gonna be like rolling angles right and left. <laughs> Second, <laughs> if she could do it, you could do it. Right. I mean, yeah, I could see it. That was encouraging. We love a chronic illness hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Second, can we discuss the fact that, you know, how all of the rebellion kids just like don't get a choice and they're automatically sent to the writer's quadrant? I don't know. I know, I, I know their parents, like, technically betrayed them and all of that. Yeah, I think that they were going to just um, kill all those kids, too. And then it was Zayden who said that he'd rather they go into the writer's quadrant to, quadrant to um, fight for a chance to live as opposed yeah. to all of them dying. So that's why he took on the responsibility of all, like, 120 of them. And if any of them turned against... Um, the Navarre, then um, he would die. Yeah, wild. 
Anyway, I would probably be a healer as far as where I'm ending up, but I don't want to (laughs) be. I want to be with the scribes. You could be in whatever. I can see you in the scribes too, though. I could see you in the scribes, yeah. I would prefer to be a scribe, but I have just an ending empathy, and I think that would put me in the healer's quadrant. Yeah, that makes sense. Gross. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't have the nurturing aspect to be a healer in in any capacity. Um, I would, you know, we'd all probably end up being scribes, but a part of me, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be that person, like, I don't want to be Leslie Nope that says that she's, (laughs) she's from, she's in Gryffindor and she's the, you know, seeker and the captain of the Quidditch team. I don't want to be that (laughs) person. But you might be. I'd probably want to be a writer. Like, adult me would be too anxious, but 20-year-old Courtney did not give a fuck. Um, she would probably... she's She would likely take a chance, you know. So let's talk about our badass main character, Violet Sorengale. Violet is the youngest child of the Sorengale family and has a lot to live up to because of her last name. Born with a chronic illness that changed the ends of her hair silver and forever put her in a box that's labeled fragile and weak by everyone, including her family and best friend. Despite studying her whole life to become a scribe, her mother and general of Navarre's military forces to sw- her to switch paths and join the most ruthless of the factions in Basqueth, the Riders. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like flapping wings. <laughs> but I just want coconuts from Monty Python. Amazing. <laughs> um. This is a fun intro into Violet. So sorry, Violet. Um, Throughout the book, we see Violet really find herself, despite being in a horror house of a school college. Um, Again, I don't really have a specific question, but I just want your impressions of Violet and and how the story went on. Like, did you like this character? Were you proud of her as she continued to succeed or sad that she didn't become a scribe? What did you think about her poisoning her opponents? I don't know. I just want to hear your, tell me your thoughts about her. Violet was so easy to root for. She was complex, but at the same time, very likable. Mm-hmm. And she's thrown into this quadrant by her own mother. Mom. And she has no desire to be in, yet here she is continually rising above all the challenges despite having a chronic illness and not being the strongest physically. But it truly shows that smarts and courage is equally as important if not more. So, yeah. Also, the point, uh, the part about you saying her poisoning her opponents, I kind of liked it. Is that bad? No, it's not. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was how, great. <laughs> how freaking smart that she, she, the book she brought was a book of poisons <laughs> because she knew where her strengths lied and she, or, and she just needed, you know, a little bit of a backup just in case. <laughs> What a smart girl. But she never used them to kill anyone, which I thought was admirable, too. Exactly. Yeah. More likable that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, too, love a good underdog story. And, I mean, give me a hero with a chronic illness. Yes. Sick Girls Club. Sick Girls Club. Sick (laughs) Girls Club. Anyway, um, as we're talking about the poison thing, 
it feels like it's only illegal if you can get caught in the rider's quadrant. Mm-hmm. At first, I was going to say it feels like there are no rules in the rider's quadrant. But then I remembered the codex. That's literally a book of rules. So I had to say, <laughs> scratch that. Feels like it's only illegal if it gets caught. I think because she knows it back and forth that she knows where the gray areas lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's very good at loopholes. finding holes. Yeah. So, yeah, go forth and poison your enemies quietly. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about poison uh, more in than a once lot of, in, in a these lot of the books. I got to say, if anyone close to us goes by way of suspicious circumstances, <laughs> they're looking at us first. But it's not us. I don't know chemistry enough to make that work. I sure either. don't. <laughs> um, I think that Violet is my favorite MC of all the fantasy that I've read so far. I just really loved her. I liked seeing her find her own voice outside of all of the people that doubted her or her mother who literally just threw her into this, like, not really caring if she lived or died. Um. I just liked seeing her rise above all that stuff as the time went on. And I appreciated it. And it was great. And proving her mom wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I just want, I also want to discuss the Sorengel, uh family dynamics. I just want to touch on it lightly because that family is fucked up. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's a wild family. Or maybe we don't even need to talk about Here's their question. dynamics. Because Where we talked about go? He disappeared, right? Yes. Dead? Yeah, yeah. let's talk about the dad. How? Okay, the her dad was a scribe and he died of a heart attack after like after Brennan died. He oh, yes. like slowly yes. declined because he was heartbroken. Got it. Mm-hmm. Although part of me is like is he just like? But with, where is he? Is he really dead? He's not. I don't is believe it? anything anymore. If that's the really end dead. of the second book, I will throw down. <laughs> I don't think her dad's really dead. No, I, I just, I can't see that I either. They had irreconcilable differences, but I don't think they have that box to check on divorce papers there. Mm-hmm. Mm, so okay. I think he faked his own death instead. It, well, yeah, it's it's kind of suspicious because he was doing all of this re- research on the uh, gold feathers, and that's been like a secret thing. That's that's hinting to something. And mm-hmm. um, I think because he's married to uh, General Sorengale, maybe it was he was more privy into some of the more um, suspicious stuff that's going on behind scenes. And, like, he disagreed, so he decided to fight against it or something. Who knows? Or he got in too deep, and they he said, you can't be here anymore. Right. We got off you. I'm listening to this podcast about Russian oligarchs who keep disappearing, so that's in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. We I mean it's not it's We not didn't good. talk about Mira. We didn't talk about Mira either, really. Oh yeah. Okay, the so sister. yeah, Mira is her older sister and they seem to have a really good relationship, but Mira also um seems to um not really 100% believe that Violet can do it. Like, there's this mm-hmm. really protective side that's, like, trying to protect her. Um, obviously, if you're a protective side, you're trying to protect her. Um, there's just this very protective side of her that is trying to keep her away from all of the dangers, which is holding her back. J- the same as her friend Dane was. It, But we'll talk about him later. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's the next question. <laughs> hey! Um, 
Yeah, so, but I think there's something about Mira that is intense like her mother, and I have a feeling that eventually there's going to be a rift that's going to yes. be really sad. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it's going to be Mira and her mom. I guess. And then a- the dad who comes back. <laughs> and the brother who came back. <laughs> don't forget, friends, this is not a spoiler-free This um, isn't a spoiler-free episode, baby. You showed up for the full discussion today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, we can move on because I mentioned Dane. So let's talk about Dane and how he was with Violet versus how Zayden treated Violet. Um, yeah. Yes. Second Dane. <laughs> what a turd. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think the difference is that he was protecting Violet because he didn't fully believe in Violet's capabilities, which is a problem where Zayden believed in her and knew like she was capable. Very different. May I pitch the difference between sheltering someone and protecting them? Because I kind of feel like Dane was like sheltering her from things and Zayden was maybe protecting her by being like, here's what's to come. You need to be prepared. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, That's but, very different. And I think that she got annoyed with it at some point. Like, I there is, I oh, don't yeah. remember the exact point, mm-hmm. but she's like, Dane is doing this, but you're doing this, and both of you are holding me back in some yeah. aspect. Like, she was a badass. She wanted to do things correct. That's why, for the longest time while she was flying with Taryn, she um, didn't want him to, like, magically hold onto her thighs or anything like that, because she wanted to do it herself the right way. She wanted to learn. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that of her. But if I were to be protected or sheltered, I would much rather be protected than, you know, um, how Dane was. I just I didn't like him right away before I even knew that he was like not going to be the love interest. I just I was like, oh, this is the love interest. I'm not going to like this. He's just possessive. You know what word really comes to mind? Mm. Unlikable. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And that kiss. Mm. I <laughs> forgot about that on purpose. I squirmed so when dare I you? It. Bring it back. It was so gross. Get her some mouthwash. I feel like she was, I mean, I she was disappointed for sure, but I, I feel like she didn't squeam enough for how weird that was. And then he... <laughs> Then he comes back and he's like, well, it's it's against, it's, you know, it's looked down upon. So maybe next year or when we're done with school and I'm not your superior. Like, what, she's just going to sit around and wait for you, you doofus. Good God. Had a sh- have like a shred of situational awareness and maybe like <laughs> read the room and recognize that the only person who's into this right now is you. <laughs> so awkward. After what? that, it's just so awkward. And can he read her mind? Can he, like... <laughs> right. If he touches her, he can. But he can only read what um what happened in, like, the last oh, okay. little bit of time. Like, can't, can he tell, like, hey, she's not into this. She thinks it's gross. <laughs> I just kept hoping that she would, like, be licking faces with Zayden, and then he'd touch her and be like, oh, okay, and then move the fuck on. But it never happened. <laughs> Ah. Okay, so I want to talk about thrashing. Like, 
I just want to discuss out threshing in general because there was a lot there. Violet trying to save Andarna the Feathertail, Jack Barlow and his little posse trying to kill her, Zayden being there but not being able to do anything, um, and then she fights the three that are trying to kill her and bonds with two dragons, which has never been done before. And then, as we just talked about, <laughs> um, Dane kisses her, which is, like, gross. Um, oh, and then a bonus, I, I gave you all a quiz to see what dragon you would bond with. Yeah, my favorite part was the whole chapter where she bonds with the two dragons. Mm-hmm. I am, like, so obsessed about with it. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the most memorable part of any book I've read. I loved it so, so much. Well, minus the Dane part. But <laughs> my brain will continue to leave that out. Thank you. <laughs> and when I took the test, I bonded with Indarna. Nature wow. likes all things in balance. Peace, joy, and loyalty, bitches. <laughs> I wow. can see that 100%. No, no. So much there. <laughs> so much there. And that was just the beginning. I feel like I made it through this chapter and I was like, wow, okay, are we done? <laughs> no, it's like the third chapter. <laughs> um, what a roller coaster this took us on. Mm-hmm. Also, Jack Harlow, it just sounds too close to Jack Harlow. Am I the only one who's picturing Jack Harlow? Rapping. As the villain. Oh, so sad. Just me? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I wasn't, now I will be. Yeah, right. My, my gift to you. That's my new, yeah. <laughs> Um, I took this test and I allegedly got how do you Se- say it? Seagal. 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 Steven Seagal. <laughs> I got Steven Seagal as my dragon, but then I saw a picture and it scared me, so I don't really know. <laughs> I too got Seagal, and I'm very excited. She's a very powerful and rare uh dark navy blueish dragon. And she's um, Zayden's dragon, so I was very honored. <laughs> Stupid, but I was scared. <laughs> um, as far as my favorite parts of like threshing, I there is no part of it I didn't like. I loved everything from like the present presentation part to they all fly up to the flight field or whatever and are standing around with their new bonded dragons, and everyone's arguing over if she can bond with two dragons and mm-hmm. i just loved all of it you know what that moment brought up for me hmm. um you know in harry potter when his name comes out of a little cup yes yeah in book four mm-hmm. it, it felt like that yes. when all the professors were like can he even compete he's amazing <laughs> and then everyone's like there's no choice <laughs> right must. yeah yeah and they're like surprise these dragons are both yours now they've chosen <laughs> yes all of that. I loved it. Okay, moving on. Once you bond with a dragon, you eventually develop a signet, which is like your own personal superpower combined with like your dragon and your personality. Pretty cool. Um, and I just wanted to do a fun little question. If you were a writer and you actually lived to find out what your signet is, and then if your signet didn't kill you, 
what would your signet be? And I also put a quiz here for you as well. Yeah, I took the quiz and I got Mender trying to fix all the things. Sounds about right. Nice. <laughs> I read that as murder. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, Garly. And then... <laughs> hell yeah, you get that murder. I love so it. I saw it as Mender and I realized I got my eyes checked. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> I took the quiz and I also got Mender and I'm annoyed. <laughs> Why? Yeah. That's like such a... Yeah, um, that's although like you awesome. don't get to go out and like be on your dress. Well, no, you have to go and mend people on the battlefield that's in the sky, I guess. I don't know. What am I? A Red Cross medic? <laughs> we're, we're Brennans. Yeah, you're Brennans. We're Brennans. <laughs> um, I got every time I took the test because I oh, did no. not like the answer the first oh, time. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I got Recognition. Like Dane, Atos. So that's funny. But the description, the description was like, you are a rule follower that won't bend and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't sound right. That's why I was like, no, this is this is fucking stupid. No, I would have retaken it. If you had seen the answers I had, I even said that like I would break rules for um, protecting friends over rules is always a a thing. Like I don't understand Mm -hmm. why I got that one. I disagree wholeheartedly with this quiz, and I'm very disappointed in how that worked out i have no clue what my i have no clue what my signet would be though you know i actually retook mine so mender was the one that i got the second time mm-hmm. because the first time i got um the shadow one Ooh, Zayd- what's that? Zayden's. Zayden's. and i was like I want that. And that's what i want okay well I, I thought it was cool but i was like this doesn't fit me that doesn't make sense so i retook it and i got better <laughs> and i was like that. that's more fitting I've like i am it. not a shadow person i don't know right what if i am <laughs> maybe I you th- gotta retake it i've retaken it twice and it's both times you came still up that. Got it? Yeah, oh, i don't understand it doesn't make sense it literally does not make sense because that is right. not me at all at all so we need a new quiz, obviously. I know. Maybe I'll find another one and take it in between these, and then I can mention it on the book report episode we're recording after this. You know what was really sad? The ones that, like, the one professor had to, like, kill the guy because he was reading everyone's mind or whatever, and it made yes. him go, like, crazy. Oh, that was, that was so upsetting. I know. I didn't like that one. I don't like that those... I, I can understand why they would be dangerous, I guess, in this environment. Mm-hmm. But to just kill them, that's... Feels yeah. like we've got other options. Right. They've survived this long only to be killed because of something like that. Just seems like you're wasting a good rider. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah. yeah. Bad bad way to handle the situation, folks. Cool. Now, would it be hard to be a friend with that person? Yeah. God, yeah. Yes. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to hang but... out <laughs> at all. Unless they learn how to like really block it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, and the the people that would like burn up cuz they're they couldn't yes. control the fire right away. Oh, scary. And if you didn't uh get your signet at a certain time, you just like exploded. I guess. Yeah, that's Harsh Once world, again, this man. quadrant, dude. Spontaneous <laughs> combustion. I'm like, graduate or enough? die. <laughs> is it not enough? All of these other things that these people are going through. Ugh, it's horrible. The pressure. Okay, we're gonna finally talk about Violet and Zayden um, because this is the romance part of this romance fantasy. 
Um, Violet and Zayden are a very unlikely love interest. They find themselves constantly drawn together, despite how much they seem to dislike each other at first. She does find him extremely hot, which, you know, only makes it worse when you hate someone and they're super attractive. (laughs) How dare he? Um, But once she bonds with Taryn, she learns that he is bonded with uh Sigail, which is his dragon, and if you have a, if you have bonded with dragons that have mated pairs, you have to work your your lives are intertwined for the rest of your life. So, um, that's fun. They get to be stuck together, but they end up having some fun sex and stuff. So, how do we feel about this pair? And what was your favorite spicy moment between the two? What a slow burn! I was mm. waiting. And waiting and waiting. Um, I really liked when they first kissed. I always liked the first kiss moments. I don't know. Those are always That's fun. That's just, yeah, those are always fun. Um, loved the forced proximity via the dragon bonds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they That's could, like, good. speak to each other in their, their minds and, like, yes. with each other. That like, was, how fun. That was fun. <laughs> and, damn, when they finally did it, I mean, whoa. Wow, light some <laughs> light some drapes on fire you know she destroyed things so <laughs> that's that's wild must have been good i don't know <laughs> he must have been super yeah. good in bed like to just blow out the windows <laughs> blow out the windows take out some yeah take out some windows take break out some the, lights break the wardrobe <laughs> i love <laughs> Uh, you think they had to call maintenance? <laughs> they fixed it themselves, <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, I was into this dynamic, and it also simultaneously icked me. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I could think was, thank Jeeves, I was reading this one as an ebook, and I wasn't getting this just funneled straight into my ears because I don't think I could have handled <laughs> hearing someone just whisper that into my ears. <laughs> I think I would have had to skip. Yeah, that would be that would be hard for me too. But it was good. Yeah. I I love an enemies to lovers dynamic. It's my absolute favorite. Yeah. And typically I hate slow burns. Like I hate them so much. And there were parts where I was like, okay, we've had enough of this, but I also kind of like liked it because you knew that they were into each other the entire time and you knew that they knew but so they would flirt and stuff still. But yeah, I don't know. I just really, I really liked their dynamic. It was super cute. And I think that he really, or he really encouraged Violet to be herself. And I appreciate when, you know, a partner does that. Okay. So we haven't talked about any of the other characters in this book. And there are so many. Um, so I would like to talk about what your who your favorite is or some of your favorites and least favorites. Yeah, I loved Liam, so I'm still salty about his death. Oh, gosh. That w- that one was a heartbreaker. I didn't I... like that. Yeah, not cool. But I, I liked all the other characters. I don't particularly, like, remember all of their names, but yeah. I liked them. I like her... Whole little squad of people. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my least favorite was Dane, but we've already talked about the turd himself. So, yeah. I think that's yes. all of our least favorite. Oh. Yeah. Him and Jack Barlow. <laughs> yeah. Carlo. Jack Carlo and Dane. <laughs> yeah. A real ensemble cast here. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam was great. He was the bodyguard, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, he was great. And then I also really loved uh, Imogene. She was my mm-hmm. favorite other, like... She was yeah, cool. She was cool. Badass. Of course you guys were talking. She was so cool, though. <laughs> I, I liked her. That's just so typical of both of you. <laughs> well, I just... I have... <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. It I is. really appreciated that, like, she didn't like Violet at first, but she still helped her. And even though she wasn't, she must not have been like that excited about it. She, she still helped her the way that she needed to be helped. You know what I mean? Like there is a level of respect for how she got those two drag, how she bonded with those two dragons. And she gave her the proper help that she needed. um, Despite that, because if you're helping someone you don't really like, typically you don't put your all your energy into Full it. Heart yeah. It. And she was like, no, you're going to do this. Um, and she, I don't know. I just liked, I liked her personality. I also liked Riddick, who was the um, doofus of the group that was constantly making stupid jokes. Um, I, lo- I liked that. Um, yeah. But those are my, those are my two like favorites, but I liked the whole, the whole group that they had. What a cool squad to be in. <laughs> So that fucking ending, though, let's talk about the ending. Yes, I'm going to earn that explicit <laughs> title. I'm feeling spicy lately, so I'm going to say I like it. fucking a lot. You make me feel better about how much I swear. Yeah. Oh, I, I could care less how much I swear. If someone has a problem with it, then that's okay. They just don't have to listen to me. Um, so what were our thoughts upon reading that last page? Because that last page was wild and i also was wondering what you got you what you two are thinking is next for the story now that we've discovered that brennan is still alive and she still has two more years at the school i am still mind blown Mm -hmm. but like how i'm i'm just not over this ending and i think i texted you courtney (laughs) when i got to this part i was like excuse me (laughs) <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why? Um, yeah, but I'm really excited to see what's next too. I have I have no idea. I am just going in blindly at this point. Will you be reading the next book that's coming out in November? Uh yes, probably not right away. I need to strategically space it out in case it gives me another book hangover because it has destroyed me. That, that makes sense in the oh, best way crap. oh because i i pre i pre-ordered it i have to have no. the first edition of this book but that would be like a full six months of book hangover if i do that we can't do I it know. yeah this is yeah. oh i'm gonna do we it anyways i'm a masochist i'm doing it anyways mm. yeah listen it made me want to immediately read the next one and i am very annoyed about that <laughs> Don't do that to me. I am the master of my own destiny, dang it. I'm mad. Don't. No. I get to choose. No. I'm mad about it. So that's how I feel. Are you going to read the second one, though? I mean, I guess I have to, but I'm pissed. (laughs) But anyway, as for what I think happens next, I mean, I think her dad's coming back. Yeah. And I also think Brennan's going to, like, help her in years two and three of school. Yes. I think I, – I'm just – I'm excited to see because, obviously, whatever Zayden is doing isn't um, – they're not 
what is the word I'm looking for? They're not turning on Navarre. They're not doing that thing that he's magically stipulated not to do. So what's going on in Navarre where like he's something Yeah, bad. there's something going on. Like there's like a level of like the conspiracy part. I'm just I'm just very excited to see what's going on. Very excited. Um so that's kind of it. Is there anything that I missed? Because I, there's so much in this book that there's no way that we caught everything. But is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Well, I want to talk about the narrator because we kind of touched on it in the book report. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say anything because it's like a spoiler. So now I can say it. But at towards the end, when it flips to Zayden's perspective in the book, mm-hmm. the narrator changes. And it pissed me off because it <laughs> ruined Zayden's voice because whatever the girl narrator was doing with his voice great loved it went along with it cool all of a sudden it flips to a different voice and it's the guy from the bromance one and I just I'm so sorry sir but I don't like your voice <laughs> did he do like the really um, like offensive yes. girl voice. He, when he did talked. the offensive girl voice, and that's what I had a problem with. I was like, okay, whatever. He can have the normal guy voice with Zayden. Cool, please. The do nasally. not ruin Violet's voice. And then he did just that. He did the nasally voice, and it took away the beautiful narration that the narrator did of Violet's voice. She did like. A perfect Violet's voice, and he just ruined it with the last chapter. <sighs> so Why I hope- you gotta do that to us? <laughs> I know it just—I'm so like upset about it. Um, but I'm hoping that the next book, because I'll probably listen to the audiobook again. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I just hope that there's no longer any more perspectives or any more of Zayden's perspectives because I cannot. I'm sorry to tell you, but there's no way they would just have one chapter of Zayden and not, not they're introducing. No. They're introducing that you're going to start he- hearing his perspective for yeah. sure. No. They're setting that up for the future. No. For sure. You're going to have to cry, book, my I'm friend. Cry. <laughs> Get the physical copy. The books are so pretty. I talked about this during our book report, but it's got it's got freaking dragons on the what i just like the edges the, of the i liked violet's voice so much i just yeah. like i don't know what a tragedy oh audiobooks are so hard for me oh, because the narrator's voice matters so much yeah and that's why i'm so upset because i loved the girl narrator so much so like you know, I was thinking about it, and I think I never do my books as audiobooks because they're always my books. Mm-hmm. But I think those are maybe the only kind of books I can do as audiobooks because, mm-hmm. like, I can't listen to a fiction story. It's yeah, easier. It's easy. You know, that's how I started. I always only did nonfiction with yeah. audiobooks, but then I I switched to fiction. But like, it's very specific, like what I can listen to fiction wise mm-hmm. versus nonfiction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Ugh. listen to fantasy with fiction no because first off i don't have a map i don't have a map 
You're so funny. I love you. <laughs> it's so important. The maps in this book are fucking beautiful. Um, by the way, just had to let that be known. I'm so dorky about the maps. I love the maps. <laughs> um, <laughs> where was I even going with that? I got distracted by the maps. Can you can't well, do fantasy? Yeah, I can't do audiobook. fantasy audiobooks. <laughs> My favorite is um murder mysteries like cozy murder mysteries or just uh-huh. murder mysteries in general those are like so those are enjoyable that could for be me. nice yeah i like it i like it well, that was it all right now it's that time that we wrap things up with a one sentence summary magic dragons and a whole lot of death death <laughs> death death am i a dragon girly now Yes. I think so. Yes. Yes, you are. (laughs) Welcome to the Dragon Girls Club, but I was there first. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You still got that. Founding member. I'm a founding member. (laughs) Well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. For the month of October, we have The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. And after that, our last book of the season? What? <laughs> All the Living and the Dead by Haley Campbell for the month of November. And I think after that, we're going to have a little, a few like bonus mini episodes in between seasons just to um, so say So stay hi. tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're dragon friends who read books. I'm Courtney. I'm Mary Page. And I'm Erica. Get to reading. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Insert dragon noise here. <laughs> that felt like a pterodactyl. That was I, awesome. Yeah, I hope that's not the dragon sound. <laughs> no, that's a lion. I had one in a. I, I had one in a in the book report. That was good. I just. All right. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at Real Friends Book Club or our website, realfriendsbookclub.com. Special thanks to Brandon Schmunk for our theme music and Jordan Stewart for our awesome look. A thank you! Thanks. Twenty-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the squib, squib, great start in the what? In the widest quadrant. What is it? Why am I talking like Elmer Fudd, the most powerful and ruthless ring ringleader? What am I doing? I'm switching my W's and R's today.